Hello, sir. Good morning. How's it going? It's uh, it's going well. Yeah, this this week has blown by super fast. <laughs> oh yeah, about your experience. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's blown by, uh, but you're sort of in a different phase of life than we are right now. Mm. Yep, yep. Coming off coming off the high of a launch uh, with lots of aggressive goals set for myself for the week and uh, smacked right into reality on those a little bit. I guess. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I see. <laughs> what happened there? Like a. You have the beauty of like a small code base, which I yes. remember and envy. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I'm curious, like what what do you feel like is slowing you down, or, or what's what's it been like? Well, it's so I don't even feel like it's necessarily that I've been slowed down. So I, you know, coming out of last week, said like I want by the end of this week to be using it myself, and like if I'm booking any meetings with people, I want to share my own Mighty Cow link. I probably should should have wrapped my arms around the scope of that a little bit better before <laughs> like <laughs> putting a stake in the ground on that. Because it just things started started kind of adding up on that. Like I I realized I wanted at least kind of a bare minimum ability to like cancel cancel a scheduled event. Like I didn't want it to just be like a it's booked and now like if you need to change it we have to email. Like I want there to be some of that workflow built in, and also like trying to find this is always the tricky part is like trying to find the line of how MVP to make this thing. When I put it out initially, that's kind of a a question swirling on my head. It's like, I know they, I know they say you should be embarrassed by the first version you put out, but like Mm -hmm. how embarrassed and in what ways? Because Mm. (laughs) if this thing looks too half-assed or like incomplete or something, then I feel like that could be enough for people to be like, nah, I'm not going to pay attention to this thing for a while. Um, Mm. So, you know, I guess if it's just you using it, it's one thing. But if you like want to get some alpha users in there, they have to send it to people that matter to them. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So there's probably a different quality bar there. Right. Obviously, it'll be a big milestone when I'm able to use it myself. And I, I just know that once I'm doing that, then it's like there's even less reasons technically for me not to not let other people start using. I'm going to I'm going to fill the poll even harder to like, hey, I see your link. I want one of those too. And I want to be able to deliver on that pretty quickly and not do the old, it's coming soon. It's coming soon for, for just a really long time, you know? Totally. Um, That's the worst. And also like I'm, I have been relishing this week in, I'm still in this phase because I, I literally don't have a production database like locked down at this moment. (laughs) So, so I am, I'm doing something that you can only do when you're in early stages of a product pre-production release with one person working on it and that's like i will just happily like reset my database frequently and like instead of letting like migrations pile up where i'm constantly like adding and mutating things in this ever long progression of database migrations i can just i can just take a step back nuke a table completely rework it rename stuff if it doesn't make sense anymore and like when the clay is still wet, that's a very nice, productive place to be. And I'm already picturing like, well, once I once I ship this thing officially, then you're just like doing, you know, you're doing construction on a highway that already has cars on it. So it's it becomes uh, that much more cumbersome. Competing pulls there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what's blocking you from using it with other people so far? So the kind of the basic like cancellation flow was the was the big piece that it's I was thing, okay. yeah I think you should ship it anyway ship it anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> like cancellation coming soon you know that's yeah and the and the other piece I think is that I'm going to ship without is the ability for someone to overlay their calendar which is it's going to be a really important part of the flow but 
that will require Google approval. And that was also that was my second item this week was to like initiate that process, which, you know, hasn't happened yet. But uh, there's still hours today (laughs) left on Friday because that involves I'm requesting access to I think they call them restricted scopes, not like the highest level of restriction, like the Gmail and, and Google Drive stuff. But but like calendar is in this kind of second tier and you have to submit a video like demo walking through like how exactly the user initiates it through your product and how you're using it. And like you upload it to YouTube and then you submit that with your application. So there's kind of a, there's a whole thing to it that I just got to do. But before that, like there's basically impossible to get, there's like a way to let in a limited number of people granting OAuth access, but it's like, it's like red flags everywhere. Danger, danger. Are you sure you want to do this? So it's like not even a, it's not even really a great like, limited beta way to do it you kind of need the full approval yeah okay gotcha so Hmm. it sounds like the google thing is worth like getting submitted asap right because you have no idea how long that'll take exactly yeah i'm at their mercy on that okay Um, the cancellation thing is like to me seems like a nice to have like i i schedule a fair amount of meetings with people and most of the time they don't get canceled yeah Um, that's true and yeah and, and sometimes they'll cancel but like they just say like, "How about we do this time instead, and we just move mm-hmm. it?" It's mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's now Friday, so you know probably won't be like <laughs> like I'll give myself you know uh, today, and then maybe a little time on the weekend or something to just tie that up. Since I already did, I've already basically almost done with the cancellation flow, so I might as well just just tie that up, and then hopefully next week can check off the the dog food milestone. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I want to just keep. Uh, making you move faster than you're comfortable with i guess <laughs> i feel like you need friends that push you a little harder than you you're like you know push you in the areas that make you a little uncomfortable yeah i mean i'm pretty self-motivated i like to think yeah. you know that like yeah, yeah, yeah. i put a lot of pressure on myself for sure like okay i you know i'm feeling pretty good this morning but yesterday was just super tough because i set well i set these aggressive goals i was like i have to initiate the process have to dog food and i also want to add an item on that of like i want to do something to keep the list warm this week because i mean it just so commonly happens that you gather these email addresses and then you just let them sit dormant for too long so at least think through like what's my what's my kind of update cadence going to be with this list and try to stick to something and i don't know yeah it's like kind of in the slog of like trying to bring this you know dog fooding milestone to completion the best that I can and like having to do still design some intricate UI pieces, like really pay attention to the, to the craftsmanship of it, but then also trying to move at like lightning speed and how, what can I cut out of the scope and how can I, so like feeling the tension of that. And it became just super frustrating when I realized like, I probably wasn't, I'm probably not going to reach these goals. So I don't know. It's like I'm I'm kind of torn between like I want to set sh- good stretch goals every week, but I also don't want to hit this like pit of despair every time I, if I realize that like oh, it's actually not going to be feasible. I need to give myself like need to program that into the to my goal setting like mindset, I guess, to to allow myself to like to change course, I guess, if if need be without feeling too bad about it. <laughs> totally. That is a challenge. That's tricky. Like I said, set ambitious goals are good, but f- missing them feels pretty bad. But maybe that's a good motivation to cut scope. But then blah, blah. It's, 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 there's a lot of competing things pulling in different directions here, I think. And you're like soloing it, right? So it's like, think about marketing and product and dev. It's, yeah. 
it's a lot going on there. No, and I and especially like with the launch, just a lot of like excitement, a lot of it spurs spurred a lot of inspiration in my own head. So like there's all kinds of things I want to be working on simultaneously. Like I, I have ideas about like I wanna I want to kind of talk more about this concept of how I'm gonna solve the power dynamic issues with with sharing a booking link. And I have it's like I'm picturing in my head some visuals I can I can use to accompany that and really drive the point home on how I'm thinking about doing this differently. And I'm picturing like this, this nice marketing page around this concept coming together. But then I'm like, well, that's going to take, you know, a day and a half to build that. <laughs> and I don't have that time right now. So yeah, the more excited I get about like different, different things I can be pushing forward, the more the lack of parallelism really kind of smacks me in the face. And I'm like, well, I can only focus on one for, thing at a time. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Although for what it's worth, we have more parallelism now than we ever have. And I still just, I'm like, there's so many things. How do we order them and like get the right things done? And then even if we're working on three things at once, it's still like, wow, but there's like 20 really good things that we want to do. I hear this from people that like that have companies of all sizes. And like I, I heard, uh, I think it was John Collison on an interview. Like there's just so much more we want to do. We feel like we're just getting started. And it's like, you, you feel like Stripe is just getting started. It's like, like you've got a thousand developers. And, uh, thousand all developers. <laughs> and Stripe ships like crazy. Like they're, they're, they're very productive at, at, at shipping things quickly. And so it's like, wow. It, I just think there's no, there's no end to this probably. No. It's uh, good analogies. Like, um, you know, I recently got a, a new bike so I could go faster. A road bike. But when you, when you upgrade your bike, the, the biking doesn't get easier you just move faster (laughs) so uh yeah okay cool well i mean yeah good luck dealing with the turmoil (laughs) thanks yeah let me know if i can help yeah i mean it's and it's it's crazy self-inflicted a little bit you know it's like this is the way i've chosen to build this company and i'm chosen to be solo for now and um so i just also keep that in mind that like there are there are benefits to be yielded from building the company the way I want to do it, even though there's also there's these trade-offs too that like I just have to accept the trade-offs and and keep reminding myself that this is, these are not failings. This is just the way that I've chosen to structure things right now and keep playing the mental game. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the game for sure. Yeah. So I want to talk about uh, remote work. Yeah. We recently got an office and we moved into it on Monday and it's pretty unfurnished still. It's like just like we have like desks and computers in it, but it's basically empty. We, we sort of had this this conversation about, okay, well, there's, there's there's some concerns with the office. Maybe maybe actually there's a couple of traits of, the, of it that are not ideal for us. Um, and it kind of kicked off this larger like, well, should we have an office? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and I'm in the like, I definitely want a place to go. I definitely want an, I, I'm pro office, but it kind of kicked off this like whole, okay, we're, it turns out that we're basically on the path for building a remote first kind of company. We found Mikey and, and he's in Paris and he's awesome. And it would be, it would have been a huge loss to not be able to hire him because he's remote. Working with you a handful of hours a week is a huge win for us. And it would be a, a big loss for us to not be able to do that. If you want to set the bar really high and hire world-class people, well, you have to look at the world. This is not my my ideal, like because I'm I'm very FaceTimey, extroverty, in person kind of kind of. That's where I get my most energy from. But at the same time, I want to build a really great company and like a really great product. And so it's like, okay, I think I think I kind of have to accept that this is the way you get the best people. 
I think a thing that kind of helps me deal with that is like, okay, well, if we can work in person, if I can work in person with Spencer and Joel, at least most of the time, then it's like, okay, so we have some, we're, we're sort of remote and distributed, but we, I have, I have people around me um, and I can have those conversations and such. We just kind of had this like philosophical question where it's like, we're building a bunch of our people are remote. It's likely that a good number of them will continue, will, the future hires will be remote. We make a tool for remote people, for people when they're working, working remotely. Maybe not, maybe in the same office, but probably mostly they're remote. Are we not like dog fooding enough? Are, are like, is there a dog food concern? And then also, is there a like inevitable power imbalance communication challenge with the founders being together, but everybody else not being? I mean, it's probably ideal if you're going to be hybrid, you know, in person and remote, like a kind of nice dividing line is like, well, the founders, you know, the founders are all in the same city. They go into an office together, but the rest of the team is distributed. Like that's kind of nice. If it's going to, if it has to be that way, that's kind of a nice delineation as opposed to like half the engineering team is also, well, I guess it's they're en- they're on the engineering team, but they're also founders. Like it's kind of a it's a little bit different than just just being a an ordinary engineer on the engineering team so like i don't know that feels like a a decent way if there's going to be some people in an office together only like it being the founders feels okay you know but also yeah it's like that's that's one of the trickiest parts is figuring out how to how to give everyone the same a fair experience uh, and and like benefit from all the knowledge sharing that's that they're missing out on, you know, from totally. in-person interactions. Right. It requires discipline from us, right? We can't just like have a conversation and then forget that we decided on something and then not not write it up somewhere, not communicate it with the, the right people. There's like just no like sort of information dispersal via osmosis. And that I think breaks down anyway when you hit a certain size, right? Like it seems like around 10 to 12 people, you sort of need to have these more explicit communication chains and strategies. Otherwise, like even if you're all in the same place, you're going to start missing stuff. Yes. This is definitely like I experienced that totally at drip. Like when we got to the point, especially post pre-acquisition, everything was easy. We sat in the same room together. We went to lunch together. Um, Everyone was, was, everyone was, was in person. Well, actually not everybody. By the end we had some, we had a few people who were remote. And so we were already started to struggle with, with it a little bit, but we were still really small and, most conversations happened in general in Slack and like, it was just, you know, like still manageable enough where like pretty much everybody could be in the loop on most communications. And we did, we did end up using a lot of, well, at the time we were using Slack and we ended up using a lot of Slack, even, even to ping each other, even if we happened to be in the same office at the same time, we would sometimes just post stuff there for paper trail and, and to make sure everyone was in the loop. But post acquisition, I mean, it, it, it just became a whole different set of problems because now we had kind of multiple sub teams of engineers and and realized how much information was siloed in in the minds of kind of the you know the people who were kind of in charge primarily in charge of this area and then um actually i mean pair programming became one of the big um, strategies for getting knowledge shared around i mean partly it was to get people you know for the other benefits of pairing like writing high quality code together but also like no we're going to pair so that you can i can make sure you're learning about this area of the code base that maybe you haven't touched before and so that that became like a that's why that was one of the main reasons for kind of building it into our into our process was just to make sure that stuff was not getting siloed um hmm. interesting yeah, yeah. so it, it kind of to me this is almost like a it almost makes me feel a little bit better, which is like, we're going to have to solve these communication problems anyway, most likely. 
assuming we keep growing, which seems like will happen, the whole like we can just all be in a room and talk about stuff is not doesn't work for that long anyway. We didn't invent a new problem, really. We we have to deal with a certain problem earlier than we would otherwise, but that's fine. That's uh, we we get some some very strong benefits because of it, uh, which is you know the access to to people that are remote. It's interesting dealing with this these challenges. Like so, Spencer is he like sort of prefer, he prefers to be remote. He likes his his home setup. He likes working from like he has a, his family has a place in Maine. He likes working from there. He's he's like I don't, I don't need an office. <laughs> he's like if I see you guys, you know, occasionally it's great. Let's hang out. Let's work out. Whatever. Whereas I'm like, I, just for me, like even just having like Joel 12 feet away from me or, or some, like, you know, someone I'm working with also working just puts me in the right mindset and like talking to somebody over lunch and, you know, going for a walk and getting coffee, like that stuff like really keeps me like happy and energized. So like we're, we're kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum. It's, it's just challenging, like having humans with different needs and desires and like, how do we come up with a, a thing that works for all of us? So we're all, you know equally happy slash unhappy right right yeah you've now had a healthy dose of fully remote for a while via pandemic right and and this is something i remember we've talked about this since the inception of tuple like like you wanted to be in the same city as your co-founders you wanted to be able to have facetime and that was one of the important things for you in like figuring out how to structure you know your company like you have you have choice about this and this was a deliberate choice so what like you said i mean what what's really good for you may not be really good for the rest of the team so it's figuring out the balance of that i think i mean it sounds to me like it's still worth having an office even if not all of you are in there all the time but so that you know you can kind of get that nice balance yeah after a pretty lengthy discussion that's kind of where we ended up is like we should we should have a place that we can go to that's not our houses that we can go and and work from and meet up in but maybe we're not there all the time. It's not like we're, you know, every every day we're there all day. And actually, we already kind of do that. Like even when we were working from Joel's, like every time I record this podcast, I record it from my house and then I go in. And sometimes I'll have a couple calls around it. And so I'll say, okay, I have three calls on today. I'll be in at like noon or one or something. Uh, and so we were, we're already kind of doing that. And I think that's just where we're going to end up. It's like um, Spencer pairs with Mikey a lot right now, who's in Paris. So he's they start their day earlier. Um, or Spencer does. So it's like he's he's pairing from, you know, seven to whatever. Um, and then when he's done with that, he comes over and we hang out and have lunch or eventually someday go to the climbing gym. Yep. <laughs> um, so uh, and then, and that works for me. Like I don't I don't need I don't need the full everyone's together sitting in the same room all the time. Uh, I don't it's if I get like kind of a dose of people at some point during the day, I'm usually I'm usually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I still, I, I still really loved that the three days, three days in the office, two days remote or flip flopped, you know, two days in the office, three days remote. That was, a that felt like a really healthy balance that we, we had for a yeah. while at drip. Um, so, you, okay. So you did three, three in two off usually. Was that the, that was, that, the was, that was the typical, the typical kind of cadence okay. we got into. Yeah. Hmm. And would you and Rob like sync your days or was it just like independent? I think we, yeah, we got to the point where. I believe we were trying to overlap. We were making the goal of overlapping at least two days with everybody. So like, you know, I was trying to make sure I was aligning my days with the engineers because we were working most closely together. And then then me and Rob, we would try to be in like at least overlapping two days. I think that's kind of where we landed. Like we all tried to do one day where we were all in. So I think we kind of landed on like Fridays. Everyone's in Friday and we would go to lunch together. And mm, um, interesting. The whole and team so, would be in on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. 
Interesting. Okay. So sync up one day and then the others are kind of like, oh yeah, whatever, like whatever works well for your schedule. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, sounds pretty, pretty sensible. Yeah. I like the idea of kind of hybrid approaches in life a lot of time. Like the extremes are usually not optimal. And if you can move the dial a little bit to somewhere more towards the middle, it's often yep. the right balance. Yep. One or two people on our team actually came in every day. Like they just were like, yep, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't work well from home. So I just want to come in and that mm-hmm. was totally fine. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So nice. Yeah. I think having that flexibility so that people can do their, their own thing is good. We had another topic that sort of came up was like, well, if, if I prefer working in person more, maybe the people that I hire and work with most closely are like, we, we try to find people in Boston, like maybe sales slash marketing or product management or something like that, that we try to optimize for locality if, if, if possible. Um, so we'll, we'll see, maybe that's, that might be a, a reasonable approach, but it has that same sort of thing where it's like, maybe there's this imbalance where it's like this team is communicating in person, mostly locally. And then the rest of the company doesn't have a record of it. And, uh, but I think a pretty good answer to that is eventually there's all, there's always a communication problem. And so we're going to have to solve it regardless. And so maybe we quote unquote cheat for a little bit with in-person stuff, but over the long term, we're going to have to have written records of decisions basically, or some sort of structure, some sort of plan by which information is distributed to the company. Yep. Yep. And like, you know, the fact that you already have now remote, fully remote team members will be a good forcing function, hopefully to like force you to, <laughs> to set up those kind of systems earlier on instead of like getting too comfortable, you know, three years in, we're not set up at all for like keeping remote people in the loop and now, you know, having to figure yeah, that out. Yeah, totally. Exactly. So. And I think there's something to be gained from like the rigor that is required to like write a thing up and have a, a record of it and to get your thoughts together because when it was even just the three of us, we would sometimes have these long discussions and like wouldn't always come up with the conclusion or we would come up with a conclusion, but then like just sort of forget about it or like not documented it or it would, we would have miscommunicated and not realized it. And so like, it's not even like it's mad. It's not, it's not even like a panacea to like be able to talk in person and like hash stuff out. Cause sometimes it's just like, I would sometimes just literally forget. They'd be like, didn't we agree that we were going to do X? And I go, did we agree that? And it was just like, yeah. Yeah. Some kind of habit of like, um, cause there's, for me, I got, I had a ton of value from being in person with another engineer solving a hard problem on a whiteboard, yeah. you know? Yeah. And there's, it's really hard. I mean, people, some people really kind of are dismissive of that, but like, I think whiteboard time is really hard to replicate any other way. And like, when I would go back to California after post acquisition, I would go back to California and usually go into the office at least one day. And I would like try to pick some really meaty problem that I knew was coming up in the pipeline and go stand in front of a whiteboard. Like that was my primary thing. Task of the day was just go do whiteboard time with Ian, you know, because, and, but then I think, you know, so that's where you can get really deep into something. You can hash it out. And that's, that's probably the kind of thing where maybe virtually the virtual equivalent would just be like, you know, you're just chatting or something in a, in a chat feed. And it's not, it's not this formal thing where there's, where it's slower and more thought out. It's like the quick back and forth, hashing stuff out, figuring it out. But then I think it's important once that's done to like step back and kind of document, summarize, you know, and make sure that it's like, all right, what's the deliverable from this session we just had? And, you know, how can we make sure we don't forget the most important parts of it and, and make sure other people can have a window into it but that's also yeah regardless of whether you're remote or in person 
you can't have the whole company in front of the whiteboard at the same time generally. So, so it's like, usually there's insights that you have to extract out of that and summarize anyways. So getting in the habit of like writing that up and putting it in the right places. Yeah. Yeah. My hope is that travel becomes easier in the future. Yeah. That's the other thing I was thinking, like doing retreats together as all totally company and stuff. Yeah. I mean, even quarter, even if it's quarterly, like six weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it is to like, but like getting that time together to like, just work on that sort of non-work bonding kind of thing. Like get, get to know each other as people and, and f- feel connected. And, but then maybe also get in those long whiteboard sessions that are harder to do remotely. I think we could probably find a cadence where we are attacking the meaty problems when in person fast enough, we're spending enough time together that we feel bonded as humans. Uh, I think there's probably a, a way to do this. Yep takes a lot of work and it's a lot it's deliberate action but that's you know that's everything right so yeah yeah exactly yeah. this is this is the work i think yeah company building <laughs> mm-hmm. this is a, a thing we're solving i think that the benefits are substantial like mm-hmm. if we if we didn't do remote stuff art of product would not exist mm-hmm. right so there's, there's <laughs> yeah. just a lot of things in my life like people i, I want to work with that I, I think are great um like you uh that it's like well this is just one of the constraints and so I wish I could make everyone move to like my apartment complex and we lived like <laughs> dorms in college, but it's not really yep. an option. Yep. Yep. That was my ideal social situation. It's like we all literally <laughs> live on the same floor. We had our own rooms, but like everyone yeah. is on the same floor. Yeah. <laughs> Someday. I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to make the, the tuple, uh, dorm, the tuple compound. If you want. Yeah. We, we talked about that actually. Like we need a compound. We'll all build our own houses. We'll have a common work area that's that's kind of that'd be my ideal that'd be pretty sweet actually yeah yeah and then we'll have like subsidized housing it's like all right if you want to move to the compound you can just live here for free (laughs) pretty good perk it's like a it's like a healthier version of what google's trying to do right where they just try to convince everyone to come come to the google compound and never leave (laughs) yeah right sounding a little culty but uh whatever Uh, the irony of bringing everyone together to work on a an app that lets you work remotely yeah i always found it ironic too that like slack was like not a remote company at all i know until until it's like like having to learn how to do this and it's like you guys are building the tooling that most remote companies are using how are you they must have a massive blind spot (laughs) i mean yeah i don't know yeah i guess really good product management can make up for that yeah yeah that's true but uh, I think I found a coach I like, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. An executive yeah. coach. An executive coach. We're not officially just like started working together yet, but I, I've had a number of calls with, with coaches, none of whom were like an obvious yes to me. Uh, and then I got a recommendation from uh, one of our advisors, of a very glowing recommendation, and I scheduled a call with this person, and she was awesome. I just, just felt like very different breath of fresh air, just like the right kind of vibe. As everything just like kind of pointed to yes in my mind. So uh, we're figuring out what the exact like schedule and engagement is going to look like, but um, I think I, I think I think I found the one. Awesome, <laughs> that's good. Uh, do you can you give like rough rough numbers at least on what it's going to cost you? Do you have an idea uh, of that, I or is that still? I don't like know if I should publish that. Like I don't okay. like I should maybe I don't know if I should keep her anonymous or, or keep her raised. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's kind of. I'll, 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 I might ask her if I could mention her by name, um, mm-hmm. but I probably won't talk about cost just yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, or maybe ever, but it, it seems, and I also Reasonable. don't even know. No. I, I heard what 
uh, my friend is paying, but I don't know what she's gonna what her current rates are. Maybe he's <laughs> okay. grandfathered or something. So TBD. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, not cheap like most of these. Yeah, uh, but but I, I honestly think the right person is you know you can justify a pretty pretty hefty fee. So that's exciting. Yeah, it'd be good to have somebody in my corner. It's almost like who do I report to, kind of thing. Matt Machari, the the great CEO within Author, uh, says like when he trains CEOs, he says during this engagement you report to me. Mm. Like mm. I will run our one on ones mm. and I will manage you like a direct report. It's like, yeah, that seems yeah that seems good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. So, I mean, that's it's like the in the the best masterminds I've been a part of. There's always someone who's like beyond my skills, and then ideally someone who has you know is a little bit earlier on, so you can like both help provide wisdom to someone who's earlier than you and then also like get pulled up by someone who uh has more experience so i think it's important to have that kind of thing in your in your life for sure totally and, and also just someone I, I told her like one of honestly one of my goals is just like to have someone who will like, kick my ass on things yeah like i, I want an accountability partner that i'm mm-hmm. paying to make sure it actually happens mm-hmm. you know it's <laughs> like ben you said that you were gonna meditate three times this week and you know you promised to email me when you did and where are these emails what's going on how do we make get you back on track like just somebody that's that's going to do that kind of thing and i was like are, are you down for that kind of stuff she's like oh yeah i don't mind i don't mind beating you up time. <laughs> nice like, great i want that you kind of a, a tough I need, I need a little bit of a, a tough person mm-hmm. well good i'm uh, curious yeah. to hear how this uh how this unfolds as you uh, start it yeah me too me too yeah. we had a funny moment the other day and i tweeted about this where like joel sent me an invitation for the q3 budget meeting <laughs> <laughs> Bring your TPS reports and uh <laughs> Yeah. It was just so funny to me. I was like, wow. Like this is I actually am excited about this meeting. Like I'm I think yeah. like it's gonna be cool to like say, okay, there's there's this much money, where do we want to invest it? I think that would be like very energizing actually. Uh, and I'm glad we're being intentional about it. But mm-hmm. also it's just funny. It just feels like wow, like <laughs> we were in your bedroom <laughs> um like just a few months ago, even uh like just the three of us just hacking away on this little app we made and now it's feeling more and more like you know a company is happening mm-hmm. <laughs> Q3 it used to just me. be the it used to just be the product it was like what yeah. is tuple well it's it's this these two repositories that we were working on and like just yeah we we spend all our time there and all we're trying to do is you know make those those bits of code better yeah and now it's like well i met with the accountant and he recommends we allocate the budget this way so let's get together and agree on our strategic investments for q3 like oh my god <laughs> wow does everyone on the team kind of enjoy those aspects evenly or is like, or is any of you like, Oh, I can't stand any of this business part of it. Leave me out of it. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I think Joel has the most appetite for it. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe just like the most interest in making sure we're not being stupid about things. He's kind of like maybe the, the highest concern level around that. I am very fast and loose with this kind of thing. My nature would be to be that way. It's kind of like, well, like, you know, we, we got to make the business work. We got to make the product great. Uh, and like having the right terms and conditions, whatever, like no one's going to sue us. Having the right employment agreements, whatever, no one's going to sue us. But like, you know, that's not really true. <laughs> I'm not saying that my my approach is the, the correct one. I think Spencer and I are kind of like not particularly interested in that sort of thing. But uh, Joel rightfully cares about protecting the downside and such. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's it for me. Cool. Good updates. Yeah. yeah good stuff. Yeah. Um, excited to see 
when uh, dog food time happens. Yes, yes. That'll be good. Good first milestone. I will feel very relieved when I get to that milestone. All yeah. This, all this kind of... And that's where... The, yeah, it's, this week has just felt like it's gone by super fast. I mean, one way to ensure it feels like it goes by fast is set aggressive goals and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, if yeah. you're just chunking stuff out and like getting it done, then I mean, I think it's, you'll be there. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right. Wrap it. Let's wrap it. Notes of the show. Notes of the show can be found at artofproductpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. See you. <laughs>